It's news from heaven. Angels describe a spiritual organ system. That's weird. Angels are talking about this stuff in your body. It's not weird. It's not weird. Well, okay. It sounds weird, but it's not weird. Because when you're living your life, how big a deal is your body to you? When we're sitting here worrying about all the things that are going wrong in our bodies. I draw the black clouds like the, the head weather, the negativity. I mean, how much head weather in the global pandemic, whether it's making other health conditions worse and causing stress-induced conditions at all, how much worry is there around what's going on down here in your body, up here in your head? This is such a core part of being a human being, is that you're walking around in this machine that you are a little bit in charge of, but man... You just don't always know what's going on with it. You don't know how to do things that, that help it. This is a huge part of life. How are you going to say that there's God and there's heaven and out of God is coming everything that's good and true and that is the salvation and the peace and the joy that we're looking for and that heaven is this like extension. It's these angels are people who are absolutely opened up and this is in the afterlife You've got completely opened up. You are a conduit now. That you are the way in which this divine love and wisdom can reach out to people. How are you not going to be conscious about and talking about the human body? How is it not going to be center stage in spiritual things? So to have angels talking about a spiritual organ system, it would be weirder if there were only physical organ systems. This is just something we deal with here. But... I'll raise you one, because there, it's not an organ system made out of cells. I wanted to say cellulite. I guess some of ours are. Um, cells and little bits of carbon and things. It's made out of, well, you'll see, something a little more surprising. Although carbon is pretty surprising. This is from Secrets of Heaven 2992. A great deal of experience. Swedenborg is going through Secrets of Heaven. He's talking about the inner sense of the Bible. He's saying, look, there's all this spirituality in there that you wouldn't think, just like there's all this spirituality in the body that you wouldn't think. Or maybe you would think. And he can't help, though, going into these, look, I've had these spiritual experiences, and you can't discuss the Bible without discussing his spiritual experiences because the two are linked, and you can't discuss either without talking about each of our bodies. Yeah, another sick person. Because all this major stuff that are the pillars of life, they seem like they have nothing to do with each other. This, I'll put a little line around it to mean spiritual experiences. Spiritual experiences, text of the Bible, human body, but they're all linked. They're, they're all, in ways, iterations of the same thing. A great deal of experience has enabled me to see that nothing exists in the natural world, and it's three kingdoms. This is back in the olden times when we talked in olden timey ways about the plant kingdom and the animal kingdom and the mineral kingdom. I like it. That does not represent something in the spirit. Whoa. Sorry, my, my like non-joke is ruined this on-ramp here. A great deal of experience has enabled me to see that nothing exists in the natural world and its three kingdoms that does not represent something in the spiritual world or that does not have something in the spiritual world to which it corresponds. Everything you look at, look around the room, look around wherever you are, outside, your car, eyes on the road. Everything you see represents and has a corresponding counterpart in the spiritual world. So if it feels like, oh, I'm sitting here sifting through my dark clouds, where is the spiritual world? 
Whereas it's everything you see is an answer to a question posed in the spiritual world, or is it the other way around? But it's that it's an echo of a sound made in the spiritual world. That's how linked they are. Just go ahead, throw that gauntlet down. Sorry, I'm a little too fired up right now. Among many other experiences, this one also illustrated the point. So how do you know that, Swedenborg? How do you know that amazing thing? There have been times when I talked about the organs of the body and traced their links with each other. Remember, Swedenborg was super into anatomy, from those in the head to those in the chest and on into those of the abdomen. Swedenborg's super into anatomy. Interesting that this was part of his life journey is that before he was a spiritual, having spiritual experiences, now no one wants to look at my science because they think I'm weird kind of guy. He was a scientist. You know, it was a little different being a scientist in the 1700s than it is now, but he was studying hard and often at the forefront of knowledge on the kinds of things that science was investigating. Among that, let's talk about the body. Yeah, there it is. The organs of the body, you think about, you've got a brain in there. But that brain, like, look at how bare this model is, because all around the brain, there's everything. There's like some little layer here of cushioning. There's like the skull here and the different bones and all the nerves start coming out here. And then there's your like throat. There's so many things in here and continually going down. I could never draw it all. There's so many things happening, let alone we get into like the lungs and the heart and the digestive stuff and everything that's in there. They link to, and each of them is absolutely interdependent, one with the other. They link to each other, those in the head, to the chest, to the, those of the abdomen. It's all part of one thing. It's this amazing, complicated shape. And you could, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, they have exhibits in museums about the human body. They got all these documentaries about the human body. It's such an incredible thing that is so complicated, and you could delve forever into it. Nobody really gets in there and studies it without getting struck by, this is, what is going on here? Why is this so amazing? And you might think, oh, this, the things of angels, the theological stuff, it's just cardboard. I mean, it's just this, it doesn't have the depth of something like the body. But when Swedenborg is exercising his physical knowledge of these things in the physical world, guess what the angels are doing? They're not like, oh, wow, really? We, we're just made out of light and air. And, and uh, that sounds complicated. Some of those times the angels above me led my thoughts through the spiritual qualities to which the organs corresponded. Everything has a correspondence. All these organs, everything, every single one, spleen, pancreas, appendix, has some spiritual quality that it corresponds to. They were not thinking at all about the physical organs I was considering but only about the spiritual qualities to which the organs corresponded. For what it's worth, dreams are made that way, so says Swedenborg. When angels are talking about spiritual things or spirits are talking about spiritual things around us, it falls into the language of physical things, which is why you have these strange things from your life coming together in dreams, because those, what those things mean to you follows the meaning of the spiritual conversation. The angels were only thinking about these spiritual qualities to which the organs correspond. The nature of angels' intelligence is such that their spiritual knowledge teaches them all there is to know about the body, even the most deeply hidden mysteries, which cannot possibly come to our own knowledge. And isn't there kind of a current in spirituality of like, we leave the body behind? 
And listen, the body sucks. It is a difficult thing to live in. Human bodies on this planet, in the state of the world right now, they barely ever work right. It's hard living in them. But that doesn't mean that, that when it's working, it's not a phenomenal thing. And yeah, your particular body, it'll last for a while, but then it's gone. That's, then that's how it should be. But the, the, the platonic ideal, like the form itself, the human body, and all this complexity we were getting hyped up about before, and just the amazing tapestry that it is of cooperation and of interdependence and of awe and mystery and all these things, that actually going to heaven is going deeper into the body. Not the physical, but that form that form because it's not just these physical instances that we have. There are spiritual qualities, whatever those are. When you hear spiritual qualities, I'm sure when you, you just think of, okay, spiritual qualities, what is that? It's just something amorphous and it's kind of woo-woo. Someone says, oh, you have a spiritual quality. These things, it's not at all as tangible as, oh, you've got these layers of um, the the uh, membrane layers around this sac of your organs and within there, there are little bits of s- mitochondria in each cell. That's tangible. Spiritual qualities is just airy fair. No, the spiritual qualities, even though we don't know nothing about them, there is so much structure, order, that it's such a real thing that it can be directly linked. It's just like the, the, just how much variety there is in the body and complexity and meaning there is in spiritual things and all this stuff that I'm spouting off my like uh, I'm not a doctor I barely know my medical stuff but I'm talking about this stuff I only know that because of study if I just looked at myself I would say oh yeah there's maybe there's a hundred different parts in there I wouldn't know so of course we think spiritual things are just blah that somehow angel spiritual knowledge just teaches them everything there is to know about the human form that this thing is part of the cable of contents of life. Like, you know spiritual things, it teaches you about the body. In fact, they know all about everything in the whole universe. Oh, by the way, we throw, out every, throw in everything in the whole universe, and their knowledge is free of error. The reason, how come? Why would angels know everything? Is it because they, they learned, sat down? The reason being that causes come from their world, as do the first origins of the causes. So what... Didn't I draw like the two worlds? Oh yeah, I drew this thing up here. All these things, the spiritual experiences, the meaning in the Bible, the human body, this, as we said, as we experience them here, these are all downstream. This is all coming out of the spiritual world, which is then, so you've got the spiritual world here, and then you've got behind that the Lord himself. And angels existing on the spiritual plane they get this. They get what this blue is. They know about this blue. And the blue holds within it the answers to all this stuff down here. That will be fun. That will be fun. We're all going to get there. It, it be, the angelic state is public access. Everybody who wants it, you can get it. You just got to love people. You got you to gotta learn to love, actually not even people, love what's good and true. So love doing useful things doing good, love doing good, and then learn the necessary skills to do that good. That's, that's all it takes. You know, there's more to it, but not, not too much more. That state 
to get to know about all that, to have the mysteries of life unfolded, I'll take it. That's not so bad. The case is the same with specimens of the plant kingdom. Oh, not just people. You're thinking like we just ditched the rest of the natural world. The same with specimens of the plant kingdom. Nothing exists in that kingdom. It does not represent something in the spiritual world and correspond to it. And this I learned many times through similar interactions with angels. So Swedenborg is talking about some plant or maybe he's looking at the stuff in his garden. You may well have been around nature and felt something. <laughs> felt like this is, this is, okay, I'm, so, I'm doing a lot of tangents here. This needs to be said. Why? <laughs> I just, I guess that's debatable. Does any of this need to be said? Why, why, why is it so amazing? Is it so beautiful and moving to be in nature? If you try to disassemble it into its parts, it doesn't quite justify the experience because you, you could be out in some beautiful forest by a meadow, by a stream, as I was the other day, and you can say, man, I just feel deeply satisfied. I feel mystically peaceful here. Like, I feel like this is just all singing out something good. But if you actually look, what's really going on there? There's like, there's some cooperation, but there's a lot of competition between organisms and things are hunting each other. Not all the time, not as much as it seems in nature documentaries, but things are like hunting each other and there's violence and starvation at times. Why does it just seem to exude this peace? It's because there is this overwhelming, there are some things, you know, that are showing us the negativity. I guess it's showing us all of it, but it's, it's somehow, I don't even know. Look at me. I, I don't even know. Somehow it is informing us of these deeper principles. Somehow the spiritual is talking to us through that because, not because those plants are spiritual, they're physical, just like us, just like our bodies, but everything there is this representation, this correspondence, so that there is a spiritual, a spiritual, what is it, like a spiritual inside, a spiritual core to what is there physically. There's a spiritual sound to which everything you see there physically is the echo. To put it another way, oh, here, here, I was like struggling with my words. Let's see how he puts it. Everything in the natural world traces its cause to something true, which is spiritual, and its first origin to something good, interesting, which is heavenly. I think we could linger on that for quite a while if I knew what it meant, but the cause is something true, the first origin is something good. So that forest out there, the reason for its existence, the origin of it is something good. I said do something good to be an angel. You'd think good, again, is just like nothing, but it's it's tangible enough that when its effect goes into effect, it's something like a, a landscape, something so concrete. And, and complex and beautiful. And its cause is something true. And I don't know. Well, we, let, let's, we're going to overwhelm ourselves. Let's not try to get into that. The goodness and truth is, is an amazing journey to go on in Swedenborg. What's he talking about when? You ponder that. Leave in the comments. Educate me on it. Earthly objects spring from these causes according to all... Oh my gosh. He's, he's going to lay this out. Earthly objects spring from these causes according to all the variations in truth and goodness that exist in the Lord's kingdom. The reason, why is there so much different stuff here? Why are there so many different kinds of organisms? It's because that's, that's a picture of all the different kinds of goodness and truth. 
in the Lord's kingdom. You might think goodness and truth. Yeah, what, what does that even mean? But you think about how many species of algae there are in the world. What's more elegant than that? Think about how many species of insects, how many species of birds there are in the world. Many less of birds, but still absolutely a ton. That is a picture of, and, and maybe not even species. It may even be individuals, because each individual is not exactly like another. How many different land, ecosystems, landscapes, situations, sunsets, all of that is an expression of just how much is out there. And just this little coarse expression of it. So they spring from the Lord himself, the source of everything good and true. You're looking at that nature and you're loving it when you're just looking at the human body. You're seeing the Lord. The Lord is shining through. These ideas cannot help seeming strange. Oh, well, now you tell us. I'm sitting here talking, looking strange this whole time, especially to people who cannot or do not want to lift their thoughts beyond the realm of nature, who do not know what spiritual reality is and therefore do not acknowledge it. Okay. He's basically like, you, you might not get it, but you could. As long as we're living in our body, we are incapable of sensing or perceiving much of this. With us, heavenly and spiritual entities are translated into the earthly attributes of our outer self, and there we lose the ability to sense and perceive them. We have a very generalized, low-resolution picture of this here, but it doesn't mean we don't have a picture. Representations and correspondences as they exist in our outer self also fail to resemble the traits of our inner self that they correspond to and represent. So they cannot impinge upon our awareness until we shed the outer dimension. Okay, we'll get there. When we do, those of us who are in correspondence, that is, whose outer self corresponds to our inner, are very fortunate. That's what it is to be an angel. And what it takes to be an angel. An angel, the more angelic we become, the more the angels can click with us and get rid of this, this negativity. I, you know, I, whether that amounts to healing in the body, I don't know. would be nice. But I do know the body's a temporary thing anyway. So the focus is if we can get the inner self to correspond to the outer self. And again, sounds like mystical terminology. What I would, the closest thing that I, my approximation of what he means by that is integrity. So be who you think you should be. You know, talk and think as much as possible. Or think and feel and intend as much as possible the way you want people to think you're thinking and intending. That if we, and it's not, it's a, it's a struggle and you build it throughout your life, but if we can get it to where, yeah, where the thoughts we're entertaining, not that are coming in, but that we're entertaining and asking for about people are kind and generous and honorable and they, they can be frank, sure, but they have love behind them. The more we do that and the more we strive to be that, be something we would be proud of being, be something that actually makes sense to be, then that means that, uh, we're in correspondence, and when the outer stuff lifts, which no matter what it does, even though you can have a great time here, you also have hard times here, and by here I mean in this world, eventually everything lifts, and we're in this other dimension. We can be very fortunate to have invested in this life of love and truth. And while you do that, it makes life better for everyone else. So it's, it's a win-win-win. And it's been great talking to you. That's the news from heaven. Leave a comment, like I said, like the video, share the video. I don't know. It's kind of weird stuff. I don't know if you have to share it, but at least leave a comment. Donate to support otle.cosvox.com. This is the only way it happens. Is the only way these ideas can, well, the only way these ideas can get out through us is if you donate to make it happen. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, guys. I hope I um, didn't go too far into left field, but this is like, this is left. We're in left field. This is it. This show should be called left field. Can't wait to do it again. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch all the way to the end. That's awesome. Thank you.